In this episode, we're going to be looking at androgyny. An everyday understanding of the term androgyny relates to appearance as being neither male or female. Psychologically, it refers to the presence of a balance of masculine and feminine traits, behaviours and attitudes. For example, someone who is sensitive at home but aggressive at work. Bem, in 1974, suggested that high androgyny is associated with psychological well-being. Individuals who have a balance of masculine and feminine traits are better equipped to adapt to a range of situations. Androgyny needs to be distinguished from over-representation of opposite sex characteristics. For example, a female who is very masculine or a male who is very feminine would not exhibit the necessary balance of male and female traits and may not be androgynous. Measuring androgyny, the BEM sex role inventory. Items on the BSRI are masculine, feminine or neutral. Masculine items include dominant, competitive and athletic. Female items include gentle, affectionate and sympathetic. And neutral items are characteristics which do not apply more specifically to one sex than another, including sincere, friendly and unpredictable. The BSRI has 60 questions and a 7 point scale. There are 20 feminine, 20 masculine and 20 neutral trait items. Participants use a 7 point rating scale to rate each trait. One is never true of me and seven is always true of me. Masculine and feminine categorisation. In total, there are four categorisations that can be made. One, a masculine categorisation results from a high score on masculine items and a low score on feminine items. Two, a feminine categorisation results from a high feminine score and a low masculine score. The other two categorizations are consistently high or consistently low. One, an androgynous categorization results from a high score on both masculine and feminine scales. And two, an undifferentiated categorization results from a low score on both masculine and feminine scales. One strength is that gender identity is measured quantitatively. BEM's numerical approach is useful when it is necessary to quantify a dependent variable, but Spence, 1984, suggests a qualitative approach may represent gender identity better. One compromise is to combine different scales, for example, the personal attribute questionnaire adds another dimension to BEM's masculinity-femininity dimension. This suggests that quantitative together with qualitative approaches may be useful for studying different aspects of gender identity. Another strength is that the BSRI has been found to be both valid and reliable. Development of the scale involved 50 males and 50 females, judging 200 traits in terms of gender desirability. The top 20 in each case were used. Piloting with 1,000 students showed the BSRI reflected their gender identity. A follow-up study involving a smaller sample of the same students produced similar scores when the students were tested a month later, suggesting high test-retest reliability. Together, this evidence suggests that the BSRI had a degree of both validity and reliability at the time it was developed. 
A counterpoint is that stereotypical ideas of masculinity and femininity have changed since the BSRI was developed 40 years ago. Also, it was devised by a panel who are all from the US. This suggests that the BSRI may lack temporal validity and be culturally biased and not a suitable measure of gender identity today. One limitation is people may lack insight to their gender identity. Gender is a social construct which may be more open to interpretation than, say, sex, which is a biological fact. Furthermore, the questionnaire's scoring system is subjective and people's application of the seven-point scale may differ. This suggests that the BSRI may not be a scientific way of assessing gender identity.